Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Friday. It's all about the F words today. It is a fast and furious, freaky, free-for-all Friday. Anything goes. Fridays tend to get a little weird sometimes, and we actually like that. I think we all need to cut loose a little bit some days, and Friday's the day, so uh, we're going to open up the phone lines. I want to go right to calls. I have a couple things I could talk about, uh, but calls would be great this morning. I think I have a new strategy. You know, I said we in the beginning, people must be shy. I don't know what. They're not dialing, and then by the end of the show, we are slammed with calls, and I can't get to them all. So dial in early. If you're listening to the stream right now, you can call us at 855-950-3835. Pick up the phone and join me, 855-950-FUEL-3835. All right, if you don't call, I have a new strategy. I'm going to start singing I'll either lose everyone in my audience or my phone lines will be slammed. So uh, you better start dialing. All right, here they come. That was pretty fast, actually. Thank you. We're, uh, I, I do want to talk about just a couple minutes while we're screening those calls about the economy. Every sign I see is bad news for the economy. It's a little shocking that since January, rates have been going down and fuel prices have been going up, and yet used truck prices are still climbing, 8% in February. I talked about a driver I met out of Pittsburgh Power who bought a one-year-old W900. With Somebody actually sent me a message yesterday and said he knows the person. There was 96,000 miles on when he bought the truck. $240,000. That's almost unsustainable. Now, I talked to this guy. He's a really good owner-operator. He's got his numbers. He knows pretty much what he's doing. I don't think this is going to put him out of business, but I got to tell you, all we have to do is go back two years ago. That would have been a $120,000 truck at most. That's double. That's insane. I even I believe I made the statement this week and I've said it for 30 years getting into the business as an owner operator is more about if you're ready than the what the economy's doing. I have to take that back right now. My advice would be no matter how good you think your business plan or your business model is, you would be crazy to buy a truck in today's economy and you would be crazy to expand your fleet. I would not do it. I would sit back. I would pay off debt. I would save cash, and I would wait. This will not last long. Interest rates are up already. That's another bad sign, and they are talking that they will continue to raise rates into 2024, and we might be looking at interest rates of 3% by then. Now, that sounds really low, but it's not. That's a huge increase over where we are now. And interest rates climbing are never good for the economy or business. We're in for a tough ride. I I would sit back and be very, very cautious right now. All right, uh, we're going to get to the phones. I said if you call, we'll talk. Let's go to Mississippi. Matt, welcome to the program. Good morning, Kevin. What's on your mind Um, today? 
Well, so just on the economy side of it and the interest rate raise, um, there's a prediction that it's going to have a short-term boost in the stock market. And Which my own personal kind of crazy. Well, they do say it's short-term because in one aspect, raising the interest rate should slow down inflation, which is good for business. But oh, long-term, okay. they nope. know that it's going to have a downfall, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd like to go back historically and see if that was ever the case. It seems to me like any time I've heard the Fed even mention we might raise rates at the next meeting, the market goes down. So that'd be interesting. Are we in such a weird place now that the market's looking at this differently? Well, probably because we haven't seen inflation like this in you know, 30 to 40 years. So Yeah, it, it it's a pretty strange time. Yeah. So you know, my own personal experience with the market, you know, since, say, Christmas, I'm down about $50,000. And I've already gained about thirty thousand of that back. Just it's in the a, last that's week a, now. That's pretty volatile. Exactly. Yeah. I really, you know, I talk about it a lot, but I really don't have a whole lot of money in the market. That's that well not enough for them kind of swings. I, I was going to say I know how much you have just based on the swing. I, I know exactly how much you have. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's that's a that's a great, you know. Part of the problem right now is we are consumed with Russia and Ukraine. The media cycles are consumed. It's all we see. And when you take a step away from that and you look at the fact that truck prices are up 8% in February again, and yet rates have been dropping pretty damn quickly, and fuel went through the roof, and Nobody, I don't think anybody really understands how big of an impact that is, how big of a change that is, because I just think we're consumed with this whole Russia-Ukraine thing, which we need to be, because that's probably the biggest factor in our world right now. Uh, just uh, NASDAQ is going up 30 cents midnight tonight. Up so again. It's been a wild ride this week, down, down. And honestly, I know it's not. And here's the other thing. I know I said this the other day and I haven't, and I'm just, I know I'm not going to get time to go figure this out with everything I've got going on right now, but it seems to me like the pump prices aren't reflecting these changes I keep seeing that are coming. No, because obviously they, Jack, the pump price up right away as wholesale prices go up. Right. As wholesale prices come down, they don't need to drop the retail price immediately. You know, it's kind of uh, uh, a competition. You know, somebody's got to drop it first, and nobody's going to get the first one. So it takes almost a whole week for the retail price to adjust downward. Right, which that that probably explains why the pump prices aren't making any sense most days because it's moving so much faster than the retail can adjust. Uh, which brings me to another topic. 
uh, to throw out to the audience, and I need to get this posted uh, in the groups. Uh, another fuel card I'm interested in, but to me just looks shady, so I'm not sure about it. Uh, A to B. It's basically just a Visa card, and it'll give you some more. For what I've seen, it's more like small, like automotive fleets or straight trucks. People that be fueling like you know small gas oh. stations or something like that. Yeah. Okay. But they're claiming like twenty cents off the pump price, and there's different times when we have a more steady market um, where I can buy fuel at you know smaller places than I can at any truck stop chain. Oh, that's interesting. So that actually, would be a good option for me. Yeah. But so, if anybody's ever used A to B or knows anything about it, I'd love to hear some feedback. Okay, I um, I'm getting some. Oh, okay. It looks like we're back. Um, I was going to say I'm getting some messages that uh, we weren't live, and I just checked all my broadcast stuff, and we should be live. And now they're saying it's back. So. Uh, that's why we're doing this. Which figure out the technology till we get it right. All right. So the reason for my call today, I sent you my oil sample, and uh, a couple, several months ago, we were talking about the TBN additive from Hotshot Secret. Yeah. So on my oil sample, it'd be, let's see, so sample number five, I had put a full bottle in like 1,500 miles before I pulled the sample. And it, okay. it increased my TBN by about two, a little over two. Yep, I see that. And then I ran a full 25,000 miles, did another sample, and it had dropped a little bit. And so maybe a week after that sample, I added a whole nother bottle, full 32 ounces. Right. So that was, you know, about 20,000 miles ago or before this most recent sample. And now my TBN is way up there where certainly got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, you're at seven, um, which is probably pretty darn close to what most of these oils have when they're new now. So you're way up there. TBN is not a problem at all, but there's something far more interesting I want you to talk about on your oil sample. Yep. <laughs> How many miles do you have on this oil? Uh, What is it, 280-something? Yeah, I want people to understand what we're saying. This oil in your truck has not been changed. You haven't done an oil change in 283,000 miles. That's correct. And the only reason it was changed then is I had had uh, new injectors put in. My fuel dilution was a little high, so did uh, did injectors, ran the overhead, and changed the oil. And that's a good time. That, you know, enough was going yep. on. Let's get that oil out of there. Start fresh so we can see what's happening. But this is the potential. 283,000 miles without a, a change. You've added oil. You've um, you know, you put in some additives now to keep the base up, which is obviously very simple and not expensive, and it works really well. You brought your base up so high now it's like new oil, 
And there's really nothing else going wrong in this sample. This is really good oil after 283,000 miles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing in there that's flagged is uh, iron, and I run the catalyst, so it's the number actually for the miles yeah. I have on the oil. That number shouldn't even be flagged. <laughs> no, it's not. And look at how consistent it's been. At some point, it stopped going up and actually started going down. And so here's, here's another thing, and I doubt that you'll have these numbers right off the top of your head, but I'm sure you have them somewhere. Um, normally, I, I would assume you're changing um, the OPS filter and taking a sample at 25,000, right? Correct. Roughly. And then, and then you're doing your full flow, full every, flow every other time. Okay. So... What's the cost of each one of those? We call them like the A-B service. Do you know it kind of roughly? By the time you buy the filters, uh, no, buy the sample? I, could, I can probably give you an update next week because I'm just getting ready to place a filter order. Yeah. Um, you, they got their annual sale going on. So my all my fuel filters, all that, I'm buying everything by the case here. Yeah, I think week. you'd be a really good example right now because prices are up on filters and oil and everything else. We know some of our older numbers might not be as accurate now, um, but you keep good records. You'd have that number. We could go find out what does it cost to pull in. Are you running synthetic? Uh, yes. Semi-synthetic. 10, 1030. 1030. So what would it in cost In my old 99 cat engine. Yeah, ninety. Yeah, ninety-nine engine. We're talking about here too. Using a ten thirty synthetic. That's a really light oil for that engine, and it seems to be doing great. Um, what would a full synthetic oil change or, or an oil change with this oil cost today? I'll bet it's a lot more than it used to be. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I bought. I buy oil by the fifty-five gallon drum. And, right. You know, right. Knock on wood. I that, got lucky and smart and ordered a new barrel last summer, even though I just tapped it last week. <laughs> it, well, actually what we're talking about here are all the things you have been doing so that all these new crazy high costs have very little impact on you. Yeah. And, you know, um, pre-buying a lot of things last year just because having them on hand and now Right. Lucky too, for how much inflation we've had, we, you know, tires, oil, all that has always steadily gone up, but it's way more recently than in years past. Yeah. Every two are playing. Okay. Thanks. No, uh, I don't think I'll check. Um, hey, Aaron, I know you're listening. Check. I'm getting a report. We might have two shows streaming at the same time. Um. So just take a look at that. Oh, All right. Oh, uh, go ahead, Matt. That happens. People listening online. Yeah. For some reason, an old show will start playing. All they got to do is refresh their their browser. Okay. And hit play again. Got it. All right. That's happened so, to me. Yeah, I'm starting to get some uh, comments about that. So I don't know what somebody was doing, but um, I could see if you weren't careful, you might open two browsers and it might do that. So. There might be a couple reasons why it could happen. Um, 
Yeah, the, the, the real point here is, you know, this show is always, always focused on lowering costs. We talk about raising revenue, we talk about good relationships, knowing rates and lanes, negotiating well, all that stuff. But our primary focus has always been cutting expenses. Well, the last couple of years, um, that wasn't a really big message because people had the rates were so great, freight was everywhere. So, yeah, go focus on making money. You know, make it, save it, pay down debt while you can. Now would be the time to start shifting again. Well, actually, if you're good at business, you can do both at the same time. But if you haven't been, and most people weren't, their whole focus was make more money, make more money, make more money. Great. Had you been focusing on expenses at the same time, you'd be in really good shape right now. But if you haven't, it's time to switch. The rates are going down, and I see people, don't pull the cheap freight. Okay, what are you going to do then? If rates are what they are. You can't change them. If you say you're not going to pull any cheap freight because you consider today's rates cheap, well, I hope you've socked away a lot of money because what else are you going to do? And now is the time to say, man, I better do everything I can to get my cost under control. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm such a workaholic that uh, I kind of need the downfall in the market to force me to take some time off because I know. No, that's way harder than I want to or need to. Nothing but wrong with hard that. To say no that, that's because it's the yeah. best time it's ever been in my life. And here's what here's why a lot of people, the majority of people should not be in business. It's not because they can't, it's not because they're not capable of it. Of course they are. It's that they probably don't want to work that hard ever. And certainly not for two or three years straight because the market's been so good. And if you don't want to do that kind of stuff in business, you probably shouldn't be in business, really. Um, we're the same way. We've been working like madmen for a couple of years now. And, and right now, we're working harder than ever because of what's going on. Um, but I'm kind of looking forward to a downturn in the economy myself. I'd like to be able to say, hey, there's just not that much to do now except sit back and wait. So that that's another reason why business isn't for everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I got a couple of reasons. You know, on the personal side, almost the same as your situation. Uh, you, you talked about it and you know about it, that bought a piece of property and planned to build a house on it. But no way in heck I'd plan on building a house you know, in these last right. couple of years with the prices of everything. But when things slow down and the labor part of it becomes easier available, I don't really expect building materials to come down a whole lot. But once they level out, that's when I'll build then and have the time to take off to do whatever I can do myself. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's all just long-term planning. And uh, I don't know if I want to say timing the market, but taking advantage of whatever the market is doing at the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like um, the investing side. Yeah, yeah. There, this is, um, you know, I almost felt like, and I've even said this over the last couple of years, that I, I kind of feel like um, that. 
you know, we're we're in a place now where everything is going to change. It, the last two or three years have been almost monotonous, and I've said it. It's like I'm just waiting for something to change or break. This can't go on forever. But we just kept doing the same stuff day after day after day. Just go make money because there's so much out there. Just go do it. But now I think we are just – we need to be ready for, like, massive change in the way we do things. Um, thing I don't want to be sounded like I'm bragging here, but it's the long-term planning side of it and the way things have come together. Uh, the lease purchase program, and uh, Dale Howard has always had a nickname for it, the Never Never Plan, because right. you're never really going to own a, tr- you know, at least the majority. Obviously, there's people that succeed at it, but that is a very small minority of people that try the lease purchase. People win the lottery every day too, just not many. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. So he calls it the never, never plan. And you've had people call with numbers $1,100 a week in payments. Oh yeah. Is not unheard of. Yeah. Not unusual. I have my forever, forever plan. And after paying off some other debt, Last year, I have started the first of this year and have made $1,150 a week payments into my 401k. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. That is incredible. And I I want people to understand because we talk about the market and market timing and we're saying we're probably heading for a big downturn in the market, but you're still investing. That's exactly what you should be doing. Well, that's just because that will, you know, that's the number to work it out to the $60,000 or $61,000 cap for the year. Um, I'm also right. saving other money aside to stick into the market just if we fall. You know, hey, Matt, you're starting to break up a little bit. One of the things I want to say, you come on a lot. You're part of our team here. You're Angie, your wife's our call screener. You guys have been a part of everything we do for a long time. We do this segment. I ask you to come on and talk about your numbers. So this isn't a brag session. This isn't, oh, look, we're, you know, super trucker. These are real numbers. I see them. I know they're real. I've seen tax returns. Your accounting has been consistent for years. We do this segment to show what really is possible, and nothing you do or nothing about you is extraordinary, right? You're not like uh, a Harvard-trained, you know, accountant, financial planner. You're, you're, you know, a pretty normal guy, got into the industry as an owner-operator, did okay on your own, but when you started treating it like a business and and you continued and you do lots and lots of new things all the time. Nothing incredible or extraordinary, right? You're just doing the normal stuff we talk about. Know your numbers, build some relationships, take care of your truck, take care of yourself. It's it's nothing crazy and yet your numbers are really extraordinary and that's why we talk about them. And that is the reason I continuously keep calling about it. It's right. In a way, yeah, I'd like to brag, but that's of course. not the reason. The reason yeah. is, yeah, to point out, 
it's possible. I'm doing it, and yep, they're correct. I have not done anything extraordinary. Um, you mentioned, you know, education, all that. I'm technically a ninth grade education high school dropout. Yeah, um, like my father was. Started, yeah. Um, let's see, I probably would have been 21 when I bought my first truck because for insurance reasons. I, I tried to earlier, but it yeah. wasn't working out too well. <laughs> um, yeah, and in the beginning, I was the typical, you know, uh, listen to OIDA and have the victim mentality that when things were bad, somebody should do something about this. Right. <laughs> like the government. Right. Yeah. But, uh, no, no, you were you correct. Know, somebody over the years should do learned something. And Right. Yeah. The only person that really effectively does anything about it is the person in the mirror. That's exactly right. You're right. Somebody should do something, but the only person who can is in the mirror. Just go meet him and talk to him and say, we're going to fix this. Yeah. And that's, so yeah, my, I guess the big secret that everybody always asks, and after every CNC event, people call me, well, what was the one big thing? Um, my big secret is it's everything. It's yes. all the little things I do on a day-to-day. -day. I mean, I couldn't even make a list of try to explain how I buy fuel. Um, you know, the accounting side, there's so many little things I do every day to make it all work. That, uh, I mean, I'd have to have somebody else follow me around and start taking notes because, that's a really good point, and that it's a really good point, and it's probably way more important than people understand right now. Because here's the thing: if there was one big thing you can do about anything in life—your health, your business, your money, your relationship—if there was one big thing, everybody would do it. Why wouldn't you? If somebody said, "Look, all you have to do is this one big thing, and everything else gets better," everybody would do it. But life doesn't work that way. Nothing about life works that way. It's never one big thing. It's a thousand little things. And that's far more complicated for people. And, I mean, listening to Dave Ramsey, um, you know, he says that, too, in business, there's never complete balance. Good point. Uh, so one, and that just be completely... Honest and open with everybody here. Uh, sometimes I work too hard to do it. And uh oh, hey, my health, hey Matt. I'm not anywhere near where I want. Uh oh, yeah, I'm not sure if it was on your end or ours. Um, I am struggling with some internet issues this morning. Uh, still, probably my biggest issue on the road right now. I'm working with both of these companies that we have these so-called unlimited hotspots or these unlimited routers, um, and neither one of them are working at the moment, and I'm really not happy right now. Uh, we're looking into Starlink um, as an alternative, but the problem there is I haven't been able to find a way to get a Starlink without waiting till next year. Even one of the places I tried was 2024 before I could get one. Uh, so I'm going to keep working with these two companies um, just because right now I'm kind of out of options. I either go back to AT&T and Verizon and I pay for a ton of data while I'm on the road, 
or I get these two things working or at least one of them, or, you know, I figure out a way to get Starlink. So that's one of our biggest challenges right now is our internet on the road. In fact, we figured out that's what's causing the issue right now on our live stream. Um, I'm working, I'm down to one, I'd almost call it one and a half internet connections right now. My phone actually is running the internet on our show at the moment. Um, and I think we're having some upload issues that our speed keeps slowing down. So that's our biggest issue to solve now. The good news about that is when I go home, that's not an issue at all. So when I go home, I will need to build a new studio at home now based on what we're doing, which is way different than what I did on Sirius uh, technology-wise. But I will, I will eliminate the biggest challenge I've had on the road, which is inconsistent Internet. You know, it's one thing to say, well, just get this plan. It works. Well, yeah, I've got like six different Internet connections in my coach right now. And I'm down to like two that are working sort of. So it's not from a lack of trying or, you know, working with different plans, different ideas. Uh, you know, there was a time when I had satellite Internet with me on the road. It was very expensive and very slow. And then we thought we didn't need it anymore with cellular getting so much better. But if we can get Starlink, I think that may be the solution. So I just have to figure out how to get one. But we'll keep working on it. We'll do the best we can here on the road right now. Let's go to Indiana. Jeff, welcome to the program. Hey, Kev. Um, you had said a few times, and just I think earlier in the week, uh, that you were contrary. And it got me to thinking because you you've done things that make me make me think that I didn't think like before. But going back in my early days in my childhood, my mother used to call me opposite Sam. Really? She would that's go con- she would that's go contrarian. You, you you do ever everything you do is opposite of everybody else. You know, I remember her telling me that when I was ten. And I'm like, I didn't know it's. I did what I did because that's what I did. Yeah, right. Exactly. Especially and, and, at ten. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing that without really thinking about it or doing my my whole life. Yeah. I think that's why I am been successful. I have a friend who's an accountant. He just turned sixty, and I asked him last year. I said, Why didn't you ever start? your own business. And he goes, I guess I just never had the balls like you did just to to do what you did. And I, I you know, and I'm like, well, if that's 99.9% of the people, and I did, that I'm being contrary without even knowing that that's a term. Right, right. Yeah, you know, one of the so, other examples, I, I, I can't tell you how many times that I would either have a teacher or a counselor sit me down and they were serious about it. They would say, we don't understand you. We know there are kids (laughs) who have a hard time learning things and we, we get that. We understand why we try to work with them more. That makes total sense. We know we have kids that learning comes so easy for them. They're usually our straight A students. And then we've got you. And I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) Well, we know you learn easily, and yet your grades are 
barely average. Why You never do homework. You don't turn in assignments. Why? And I said, well, why would I? And they'd look at me and say, what? Because you have to. And I'd say, no, I don't. You just said I haven't been doing it, so clearly I don't have to. Well, no, but if you did, <laughs> that's straight eight. And I'm like, I know, but let's think about this. What's the purpose of school? And here I'm like 12 or something, and I'm asking them, what's the purpose of school? And they, they wouldn't be able to answer at first. It's like nobody ever asked them that, and they never thought about it. Well, of course, it's to teach you things. Okay, good. How do we know when we've learned something in school? Well, we give you a test. Ah, that's correct. So if I get the highest grade on the score on the test in the class or pretty darn close to it every time, haven't I learned what I'm supposed to learn? Well, yeah. Then why do I need to do the homework? Because what's the purpose of homework? It's to teach you the material and then we give you a test. So if I can do it without doing the homework, why shouldn't I? And why am I penalized for that? Shouldn't I just be scored on my results? Not how I got there. Yes. Just on my Absolutely. results. Yeah, and well, I, it was it was like when I started uh, 15, 18 months ago with the keto, right? When everybody was, the, the COVID thing was, people are ga- getting COVID weight. They're gaining weight. Well, what did I do? I dropped 31 pounds during the height of the pandemic while everybody that, else was gaining weight. That's contrarian. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember my parents, I would drive them nuts, and my teachers too. Why do you always ask why? Jeff, why can't you just, why? Why are you always asking why? I go, because I want to know why. That's why. Jeff, what's my favorite question? Yeah, I know. Why? Why? Because if you don't, why? there's, There's a really simple answer to this, and it makes a lot of sense. And it's why our schools don't even understand this question anymore. All our schools do anymore is teach to a test. There's a test here, standardized test. We need you to pass that test. Well, what we do, because it's quicker and easier, is the test is in two weeks. We're just going to cram for two weeks to make you memorize this stuff. And two days after you take the test, if you took it again, you'd probably fail. Because we haven't taught you anything. What we did was we forced you to memorize things, and that is a horrible way to learn. Once you understand something, and that's all why is, why helps me understand this concept, not memorize it. There is a huge difference, and our schools have forgotten that. All they do is teach kids how to memorize things. Right. When somebody, you know, tells me something or something and I and I go, why? They go, don't you understand? I go, no, I understand. It, why? Right. You know, why, right. why, I, why, I, why don't you drive your truck 100 miles an hour? Well, because you're not supposed to. Well, why? <laughs> well, you know, right. it's, 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 it's dangerous. You don't get good gas mileage. You, you endanger other people. I, oh, okay. I get it. You answered it. Thank you. Right. Now, now we have a lot of new listeners. Um, we're on a new stream now, people that maybe have never even heard of us before. We're 
you know, kind of starting to spread out around the Internet. So it's kind of a new world for us. And Mm -hmm. I've got to remember that. So every now and then you're going to hear me kind of go back and explain things that our tribe is going, what the hell is he doing? We've heard that 10,000 times. Um, Yeah, no, I I get it. So, yeah, I'm going to go back and I'm going to talk about this. So you've all heard this before. Here's the other really, really powerful reason why you should get very good at asking why and why not. We live in a world now where everybody seems to want to be an influencer, right? That's a term now. That's like a job now, right? Influencer. Ten years ago, nobody knew what that – nobody used that word. So we have all these people all over giving advice on all kinds of crazy stuff. The best way to protect yourself and figure out who, who maybe has a clue about what they're talking about is when somebody makes a statement to you. You should buy your fuel like this. You should buy this engine, whatever. You should eat this food. Ask them why, and you will get one of two things either the blank deer-in-the-headlights look or they will actually explain to you why. And if they can explain to you why, you at least know whether it's right or wrong. It's not a guarantee that they're right, but at least they've thought through it and they've created a, a reason, their reasoning. But most of the time, what you're going to get is the blank look, and here's why. They've never even asked themselves the question why. They, wherever they read this, they didn't ask why or heard it. So all they are doing is repeating something they heard somewhere else, and people are paying these people money for their advice when all they're really doing is repeating things and they have no clue why. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I had college professors. I had one, one of my mentors in college in he he pulled me aside and said, you're the only, there was like 80 kids in this class. He goes, you're the only one that ever asks why. These other kids just sit there and listen and take notes, but you ask, well, well why? He goes, and that makes me know that you get it and you understand and you, you, you're thinking. I just want you to think. It, correct. That's I've said that's all my show is really ever about. I'm not here to tell people what to do or how to do things. It, it wouldn't work. That doesn't work with human beings. I, I really don't do that. We just put out information that hopefully I get you to stop. And this is kind of maybe the whole contrarian thing. It, you have to be so extreme to get them to stop not thinking and just responding and get them to question things. Ask why. And here's the funny thing. How long have you heard me give this spiel about asking why on my show? I can't even remember when I started it. It's been a long time. (laughs) And and how how many times have I challenged people? When you call me and ask me for my advice, you should be following it up with why. And and yet nobody has. Yeah. Don't no, I, I mean me. I've asked you 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 don't you ran yeah. your can, your canning your canning video and I had, uh, one of your live events at, at home I went well why that way and you explained it oh I got it 
Yeah, and and you know, private messages or talking to people at events, they'll and I'll, this topic will come up, and I'll say, nobody asked me why, and they'll say, it's because I trust you. Well, that, I'm flattered by that. That is incredible. But I don't want you to do that. Question me. Right. Make sure I know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can uh, and I've gotten away with this for a while. It, 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 you can bullshit a lot of people. If you know 10% of the subject oh. and they know and they know 1%, you can over-talk them and bullshit your way. And they're like, huh, hey. that can't make sense. Hey, Jeff. I, I've yeah. I've kind of been able to per, perfect skills like that because this is I talk I, I so if I wanted to I've said this and I'm totally serious if I just said you know what I really don't care about people anymore I really don't care about them I, this is about me now I've served these for 30 years I've I've tried to make sure I provide value to everybody else you know what I'm just going to take two years I'm going to focus on me. I might give advice that isn't even good. I'm just going to focus on sales because I could sell people just about anything right now. And in two years, I'd retire with more money than I knew what to do with. And I, I'm totally serious about that. I could do it in a heartbeat, but I never will. Mm-hmm. I, unless unless aliens take over my brain or maybe the liberals take over my brain somehow. I'll never do that, but I could. Well, we have things that certain things that other people don't, and I just believe it comes down to integrity. That's, I, that's the I, word I, my father taught me. I, I, yeah, I, I actually, I'll go a little further, and I think honestly that that really should be our own human nature. I, I just think right. that human nature, if we weren't so influenced by so many other things in, in our life right now, I think that's the way most people would be naturally. Hey, Jeff, great conversation. The phone lines are slammed, and I just realized how late it is. Um, you know, I kind of like these little more relaxed days, no breaks. I don't feel like I'm rushed. Um, they, there are day, and I said today was going to be fast and furious, but it wasn't. That's all right. Uh, I kind of like these longer conversations. Let's um, Let's go to Indiana. Kevin, welcome to the program. Hey, is this KR? It is. What's on your mind today? Hey, I just wanted to call and 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 thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything you and your team have done for me of keeping my health, tra- transforming my health. And and it's an honor and pleasure to speak with you on my 57th birthday. So, oh, and my happy uh, birthday. Um well, thank you. So I'm I'm nervous, so I just need to chill out. Just have a nice conversation with my with my coach and my mentor. So I was wanting to run this by you. Okay, let me ask so, you uh, first. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Any chance you're Irish? Um, I think I am. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, good. Because that's kind of it's, yes. Oh, wait a minute. Was St. Patrick's Day yesterday? Did I miss it? Yes. I, I, yes. How did I do that? For some reason, I'm today, and I'm Irish. Yes. All right. I'm going to lose my Irish yep. part if I keep this up. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Kara. So over the years of listening to you, you, you've always said, when you have back surgery, 
you will not be one. You're going to have another. So I had my second surgery. And luckily, fortunately, doing the surgery, I was face up. Two and a half hours into it, they had to abort it because I flatlined. So you talked about today you wanted the show to be about Fs. So there's the F word today was flatline. That's a bad one, too. Yikes. Yes, sir. Yeah, so they had to hit me with the paddles twice and get me all going again. I was on a ventilator for for two days, and then they went back in and uh, wrapped up my surgery and got me going. But after that, the the cardiologist wanted to put me on statins, blood thinners, and a heart defibrillator. And none of it to me made sense. Yes, none of it made sense. They came in in their white lab coats two days after, after I got off the ventilator. And they all stood there, and they were saying there's been a $3 million study, you know, of how good this stuff is and everything. But, KR, <laughs> your voice came to me, and, 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 and you were speaking to me. And I was like, I'm not buying what they're selling here. You know, there has to be another way. And luckily, thankfully, you had Dr. Jack Wolfson on. And so that's what I kept preaching to. And so I was able to have a consultation with Dr. Jack Wolfson, and the man's amazing. Excellent. So, he is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Him and his wife. And, uh, They're amazing yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 speaking of amazing, don't cut yourself short because what you do for everybody from truckers to the females to the males and for humanity. I mean, your your ability to comprehend what you learn and retain it and, and to shoot from it's amazing. And that's what I admire about you because you go to the root of, of the issues. Well, thank you for that, and that, that's quite a compliment. And and I do get it that you know we all have skills, we all have talents, and a lot of them, a lot of us don't always find them. I believe every human being has some or many, or but I don't think there's anybody, any human that doesn't have any. Uh, but most people never find their true talent. And I, if I feel, I feel like I'm blessed for so many things, but. Um, I think the big one is that I found that talent early. I, I figured it out. And, and, you know, if I could pick and choose, I wish my talent would have been that I can play really cool rock instruments and sing. I, honestly, I think that would be really, really fun. I like doing it in the shower, in the car, and everywhere else. But I can't sing. Music doesn't seem to click with me the way words do. I'm sure I could teach myself and I could... You know, maybe I'd be sort of okay and mediocre at it. But, I, you know, I look at that, and I remember, I, I was at a – are you familiar with Anthony Robbins? It seems like everybody on the yes. planet probably. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I started told, following him really early. Um, just an amazing human being in, in so many ways. Just absolutely incredible. We, I was at an event with him. There were a thousand people there. And we all paid a lot of money to be there. And everybody was happy about it. We all felt like we were getting value. And the guy's amazing. And he stands up on stage and he said, he said, you know, he said, I love being here. I love doing this. I love how much you appreciate me. It's just an amazing life. He said, but there's something about human nature. He said, last night after the show, I was invited to an Aerosmith concert, and all I could think about when I stood there was, I have a 1,000 people, they have 10,000 here, and they're all screaming, crazy, happy, loving this. He said, I'd rather be a rock star. 
And I thought at the same time, I would too. You make an awful lot of people really happy. What a great thing. But that's not my skill. That's not my skill. So instead, I figured out what my skill was, and I'm blessed to be able to help people this way. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it's a true honor to be able to speak with you, you know, today on my special day. And um, my offer still stands. I sent you an email um, earlier this week. So uh, I'd like to give you a handshake, and, and I am coming to Matt's. Kevin, are you the one that lives not far from Matt's? Yes. Okay. And the reason I have to ask, and I, I want to mention this too, um, actually, it's not all that easy. To, uh, I am blown away and humbled by the kinds of offers like this I've received. And and I haven't talked a lot about it. And I, I you know, try to reach out to everybody and respond back. And I, I responded back to you. It was an amazing offer. And I'm going to try to find a way to take you up on it. Uh, <laughs> I, awesome. I, I kept thinking I might be able to squeeze down there for a day or two before the show, and I still might. Um, okay. But if not, I'm thinking I might just hang out for a day or two after, because it is a great yes. offer. I'd yes, love sir. to meet you and shake yes, your hand and, and do that. So thank you very much. Okay, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's, it's truly my pleasure and, and honor. So if you can make it happen, just reach out to me. And uh, we uh, we uh, make it as nice and fun, relaxing, and as, awesome. as possible for you. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. All Thank right. you. We will we will talk soon. Let's uh, let's go to New York. Bill, welcome to the program. Well, hi, Kevin. Just wanted to call. Uh, <clears throat> real glad to be listening to you the last couple of weeks. Uh, that was, uh, took me a bit to find you. Um, listen, I haven't been able to call in and work a, a night schedule, but, uh, Got it. One, Got it. with, with you, uh, growing again, I wanted to share with you and your new listeners, kind of the impact that you've had on, on my life, uh, since I started in trucking about 11 years ago. And we've talked a couple of times, um, good. He helped me decide to be an S, you know, uh, do an escort uh keto and so on and so forth but in 2010 i started in trucking and i went to a a medium-sized company and went to their driving school and by uh that was august of 2010 by december of 2011 i signed a lease purchase program with a big box company where i could choose my own loads and run with their trailers Yep, and uh, I had started listening to you prior to that, and I said, you know, he's got a lot of good points. Uh, you know, I could could reason through. I was asking myself, why would you give this advice? Why would you do that? And I was learning a lot. Good. And a couple months into the lease, and you you started. That's when I began to become familiar about the reality of lease purchase program. Those mine was going fine at that time. Um, I said, boy. He sounds serious about that, and I need to pay attention. Well, it took about 13 months before I heard, had the first breakdown with that 2012 ISX. And over the next, it was a five-year lease. Uh, and uh, from year two through year five, when I finally got it paid off, I had over $100,000 in repairs in that truck after warranty. Wow. I had... I had I. I cannot even put a number 
and I knew my numbers, but I can't put a number on the lost revenue because it, my heart couldn't take doing the math. So I, I ignored what I lost because it was lost and I wasn't going to get it back. But it was yeah, 103, that, we do that 103, a lot. That's a really good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. It was a, it was a hundred and three thousand, and that's everything from regular oil changes to change in tires. Right. right. But yep. most of it was emission for that particular. You know, the eleven to thirteen was a nightmare. It was. And uh, and you know that truck was rebuilt at four hundred and twenty thousand miles because of the poor piston Ouch. design. Ouch. But I survived it. You know, the payment was twenty seven fifty a month, and for that year two through five, my maintenance averaged two thousand a month. And I wow. finally got it paid off, and the head went. And I said, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm going out, and I'm getting a 6NZ. I knew where there was one for sale. And and Kevin's talked over these years as I'm struggling, and I'm paying these hotel bills, and I'm you know crying in the sleeper. How am I going to pay for I just got the last one paid off. How am I going to do this? But I was paying attention to my numbers all the way, and I survived it. And I learned from Which is incredible. And Um, here's the other thing we can say. Can't mm -hmm. we all look back on our lives in a time where maybe our life wasn't the way we wanted it? Maybe we were really, really struggling to get through something. Uh, Maybe even somebody's time in the military, you look back and you go, well, I figured out that wasn't for me. But most of the time, I know I do, I look back and say, that time really sucked. But I'm really, really glad I went through it. I learned a lot. Absolutely. Um, your advice, and I and I gotta say, you know, God's blessed me with a, with a number of people that have influenced my life, and you are one of them. You know, I, I've read many books and heard many successful people talk, whether it's a a speech or what. You know, you're kind of the sum of the five your five closest friends. Well, when we're over yeah. the road and we're trucking, we're by ourselves, and if we're if our five closest friends are in at the liars counter, we're in trouble. So between <laughs> you know. Yep. Between books, between books, and and, uh, and you on the radio, and, and you know people like Dave Ramsey and stuff, it, it makes a big difference to see that no matter how difficult you're going through, there's a better way to do things, and 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 there's a way to go through it if you've got the work ethic and and the desire to improve. Um, at that time, I was using a big accounting firm that you used to have a relationship with. Yep. Um, so I had the numbers accessible to me, but it wasn't it wasn't the same. I've been on profit gauges since 2019, and because I I thought, well, they, you know, it's easy to send in my receipts and stuff until they don't get received or don't get logged, and, and you decide to do it for yourself. But what a difference doing it for yourself makes. Um, you know what? Let me. I hate to interrupt you again, but yep. I want to make a point here based on what we were saying earlier. Here's mm-hmm. look. When I first started accounting, I told people, "No, don't waste your time doing all this accounting. Just send it to me. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Send it to me. Let me do it. Then you'll have your numbers, and you don't have to take time out of your business." And honestly, after a couple of years, I had to admit that was a bad idea. It really was. I wasn't helping people nearly as much as I could have been. So I started saying, wait a minute, I I was wrong. You would be far better off if you do the accounting. And then their answer was, it's too hard. I don't know how. 
And I thought I could teach them. And QuickBooks was a nightmare. And I said, you know what? We need new software. We need something that's so Mm -hmm. drop-dead simple. I can teach people how to do it. And that changed everything. And here's why, the word again, why? Because when you start doing your own accounting, you now understand why all those numbers are what they are. But if I do them for you, you look at them and you go, yeah, they're numbers. But I, I don't get it. I don't understand the why. The minute you start doing them yourself, you run the business, you do the numbers, you know why. Mm-hmm. It, that's just like Matt said with with the, you know, it's hard for him to explain the fuel purchases. I get that. And there's right. people that, that do the same, at least the same carrier, work in the same dedicated account that I am now, that, you know, I talk to them uh, about, you know, would you pay for fuel? They don't even know. And it's like, you know. It, I know. It drives me nuts. I don't, you know, and they talk about their struggles, but. And hey, hey, Bill, I hate to do it, but man, we just blew through this hour. So I'm going to have to cut you loose. I don't want to rush the uh, ending here today. I need to get better at closing out this first hour. Um, This is a new format for us. It's going to change every day. Today, I said would be fast and furious. It was the exact opposite. What did I take? Three calls, maybe four. Did I get four calls in today? Might have just been three. Um, either way, it wasn't many. Uh, I kind of liked it. Um, I'd love feedback. Uh, just know that we have a lot more stuff coming. Right now it feels like, oh, we only have an hour. Why did he spend so much time? It, it's all progressing. Um, this is a chance for us to play around with different things, find out what works. We have a lot of shows coming. See, we're not limited to 15 hours a week anymore on Sirius all I could do is 15 hours a week, and I couldn't podcast. It was part of my contract. Um, now we can. We have unlimited time now. We are creating a whole network of trucking shows. We're looking for new hosts. I'm going to be doing new things. We will probably start doing some video content. I have some ideas for video content I want to do more of. So I'm excited. We have a lot of potential but also we're experimenting with things. It's why we don't want to blast this out to everybody right now. Somebody on the call today said, boy, you were hard to find. That's on purpose. We don't want to do this with big audiences right now. We want to experiment with small. The tribe is more understanding of what we do. So if you're new to our show, and I'm also trying to help the new people get caught up to speed. Sometimes if I can stick with one call longer right now, It's going to help our new tribe understand and kind of become part of the tribe sooner. So, and I'll also kind of do this, let you know why we're doing things. Um, And I can't say enough how much I appreciate the support and the feedback. So um, we'll continue. The response has been fantastic. And uh, I honestly can't thank you enough. And, I got to say, I'm having fun with it. I'm excited. I'm energized again. I, uh, I'm more relaxed. I'm sleeping better. So all in all, it's, uh, it's busy. It's a little stressful in some ways, but more relaxing in others. And overall, I am excited about the future. And this has been a huge change, but a really good one. And it's just going to keep getting better. So thank you. We will see you next week. Have a great weekend.